Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Startup Diary podcast. This episode, we answer a listener question about board meetings, why we have them, how long they last, and the mistakes that me as a first-time founder made and how I'm trying to correct them moving forward. Enjoy. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 278 of the Startup Diary. I am Harrison Mudge, and I am with my co-host, Adam Callow. Hey, people. <laughs> I always wait for an answer, but it's never there. Adam, today it we'll jump straight... wasn't a question, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like bouncing, I'm ready, coming off the back end of a flu, still a little bit of coffee, so excuse me, might have some editing to Harry to do as I break out into coughing fits. Is this what you want from me when you say, and Adam, and I go, yeah, and we have a couple of sentences, and we drop it in, and give you time to work out I why we're on the mics in the first place. Is that what I'm doing? Am I buying you time? It gives me time to bring up all the necessary screens and on that note, let's jump into today's question. Let's do it. This came in via email to questions at startupdiary.club. This one is from Phil Braham? Braham? Braham. It's like Graham, but with a B. <laughs> Are uh, we doing your surname <laughs> these days? I didn't know. Okay, cool. It's so Phil knows who we're talking about. Philip. Don't know if he likes being called Phil. Uh, it says, Hi Adam and Harry. The podcasts are brilliant. As a fellow business owner, it is important to continually be learning. And I, for one, have learned a hell of a lot from you. You specifically, not me. Um, a topic- you get a lot of compliments, to be honest. <laughs> like a lot of people, literally, a lot of people come up to me and go, Guys, if you have any compliments to send my way, you can email them directly to Harrison. At. <laughs> cool. Uh, a topic that would be of interest to hear is what, how... I didn't finish my sentence. People tell me you are... They're like, he's way smarter than he lets on. I'm like, is that a positive? Or Google a is such a powerful thing. Uh, <laughs> Let's get into it, Ari. A topic that would be of interest to hear is how you construct your board meetings. How long do they last? What is on the agenda? Who attends? And how are they left? We run board meetings, but I find that we tend to talk too much on the issues rather than really discussing the solutions. Regards, Philip. Okay, cool. Um, I didn't know this was the question we were doing today. Interesting. So if you're new to the show, guys, just to give you some context, I'll give you 30 seconds of context. The company is nearly six years old. We bootstrapped it for about three years, which means we did consulting. It was, I say we, it was me. I did consulting, paid uh, external development and external resources to build products and Mm. help me. Uh, Then we decided to raise some seed money. So seed money is from wealthy individuals, um, traditionally like uh, non-venture investors, so angel investors. So... Um, did that, raised a small amount of cash, raised 60,000 pounds then to allow me to stop doing the consulting for a year and then build the first version of the product. So that MVP, the minimum viable mm-hmm. product. Actually, is this thing something that the market wants? Did that. Then we found, actually, this is something the market wants. So we have two choices. Go and do some more consulting and build it over a long period of time or raise some venture capital. And a VC is someone that puts money into a business with a clear expectation of a, a significant return 
uh, within a set period of time. And uh, that's sort of when you go through the whole dating stage with a VC to understand, uh, are you aligned? Uh, do they want the same things as you? Is the company mission, mission the same? There's probably a whole bunch of questions and lessons and learnings that we should talk about on the mics in terms of mistakes that I feel like I've made in the last three years raising cash. Um, so potentially we should cover that off. If that's interesting to listeners, drop us a line. More than happy to talk about that. But that sort of sets us up for why we have board meetings in the first place, because as a small business, if you listen to this, whether you're a one-person business and you just manage yourself, uh, or whether you're a 10-person business and you've got a team, you probably don't need board meetings. Mm. Um, The reason that we have them, and to be honest, uh, we actually had board meetings before we had board meetings, and I'm using air quotes, because me and our first investor used to meet at a Weatherspoons. I used to bring a piece of paper and I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> and you know who it is. I used to come to, I'd be like, have a pint ready for me. I'd be, like, I'd be like, how's the business going? And I'd show him the numbers on a bit of paper. He'd be like, great. He said, do you need anything? I'd be like, not really. Uh, and we'd have a few pints together and I'd walk home. Uh, so that was a board meeting in the good old days. As long so. as there was no Jaeger bombs involved. No Jaeger bombs. That's when you were mind mapping. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, so from a board perspective now because we raise some venture capital when you raise venture money it, you have to become more formal uh, because taking money off anyone when we did the uh, seed round we became more formal of how we reported mm. what we were doing but we didn't have uh, board meetings with the seed investors when you raise VC money through a venture capitalist everything gets very formal uh, and it's because it's their job and th- I, res- I actually respect it it's their job they're putting money into a business it's not an easy thing uh, and you should you should take it seriously when you take money off someone so when you take money off someone they have certain criteria so you go through due diligence and what they have to do is actually we need a board meeting every month because we've put 100 grand whatever the number is into your business and we want to know how you're bloody spending it yep and basically hold you accountable for spending that money in the right way as we've agreed so like all the money goes into the business and they go oh great and they go oh we need a meeting next month. We go, we can't. We're off to Miami. And they go, oh, what's that for? Miami, we go, well, baby! <laughs> we go, well, we've just got a shit ton of money in the bank. And it's the first time I've ever seen that much money in a bank, so we're just going to go and celebrate. That's the sort of stuff that board meetings, like all those shenanigans, board meetings stop. So it holds you accountable. And it made us very formal as a company, <clears throat> which is good, because you want to grow up as a company. And if we cover about it on an episode, which I think is called Too Many Metrics, which is one of my favorite shows, because we get loads of feedback off that show and while I'm talking Harry you pull that episode up because people should go listen to that because as a company grows I don't want to become a corporate company but as you grow and corporates have processes they have processes for a reason because it allows you to understand your numbers better move faster do better faster things and spend your money in the right places episode 252 cool go listen to that guys I think it was a fantastic show we get loads of follow up um, bits of support off the back of that show saying it was really helpful so go listen to that Anyway, so pulling back into this today. So we have board meetings and let me go through some very basic boring stuff in terms of how they operate. And excuse the the, the voice. The chesty, <coughs> rugged, Does it make me sound more manly? Voice. Okay. I might hold it. Have you seen that episode of Friends with Phoebe? Mm, and she's got Phoebe the cold. Phoebe gets that um, and, moody voice. Yeah. <laughs> What's the cat song that she talks Smelly cat. Yeah, I was going to start she's, When it. she's got the cold, though, it's like, my shiny, shiny shoes. <laughs> that was an amazing impersonation. Anyway, guys, apologies for the voice, but we're going to crack on. We're going to do this. I'm going to talk to you about board meetings. Uh, and then potentially we'll get into whether you should or shouldn't have them if you don't need to have them. So here's how mine roll. And then can you pull back Phil's questions just to make sure that I cover the points? So what was the first thing he asked? 
<laughs> You've got me in a panic because I clicked away. Uh doo doo click. Uh the first thing he asks uh so how'd you how'd you construct them and how long do they last? Cool, let's let's jump into that. What's on the agenda? So in terms of constructing them how long they last and what's on the agenda. We've, we've gone through a couple of iterations of this. Here's the biggest problem that everyone listening to this podcast is probably going to face. If you're a first-time founder, uh, you're new to business and you want to do this thing, you want to start your business, then you raise some money, uh, you're going to be in the same boat as me, which is, I have no idea what a board meeting is meant to be. I've, I've done mm. meetings in the past um, where I'm pitching a client, meeting a member of the team, interviewing, but board meetings are like a, they're like a really interesting, weird thing that... You know, they're very formal. Mm. They're like a black box. You don't really know what the hell goes on. And I genuinely feel to this day that every board meeting in the country is different to mine. Don't know why. And I go through <laughs> reasons why, positive and negative. But here's how mine uh, operate. So we meet once a month, which personally I feel is a little bit too often. <laughs> just, just, be, just being honest. Um, and the reason I feel like it's too often is... Um, tied into the fact that I feel like I don't get a huge amount of value from them. Mm, but just okay. just to preface this, if you are the founder or CEO of a company and you don't feel like you're getting value out of your board meetings, it's your own fault because you haven't communicated to the board what you're struggling with and what you need. Uh, so it becomes like a reporting session. Mm. I'll get into that in a sec. So we do it once a month. They last two hours, technically. If we get deep, they can last three, three and a half hours, which I think is also a problem. You should respect the timelines and respect the agenda because it pulls everyone on point and stops loads of waffling. Mm. Uh, and when, when waffling takes place, notes are really hard, loads of actions come off the back of it and it just becomes a mess. So once a month for two hours, the people that attend the board meeting, myself as CEO founder of the company, uh, we have our VC that attend, uh, we have our chairman, who was our first investor. Uh, and then over the last 12 months, uh, 24 months, we've had what's called non-executive directors uh, attend the board meetings to add value. Uh, so you can have NEDs, these guys are called, or you can have guests. So if you think there's someone that's a huge value add to the business, uh, you can go, actually, uh, I'm doing this work as a, he's a, like a consultant to the business or whatever it is, but I want to bring him on to the next three board meetings because we've got this big project and this is a resource that I'm leaning on and he's going to come in and present what we're doing. So you can bring guests into board meetings. You can also bring clients. You can also bring service providers. It's uh, basically your opportunity and it should be your core focus in that board meeting to raise the big, ugly challenges of the business and work out because you've got loads of, technically you've got loads of smart people in a room at one time. So the board meeting from my head, when logic says you've got two hours with really smart people, you should be tackling big problems. Mm. However, uh, for the first 18 months of being a uh, venture-backed founder, I felt like I was going into my headmaster's office uh, and I was just reporting back mm. on the stuff that I've done for the last four weeks. So I spent like a day, day and a half, pulling together a board pack, uh, which would include... Uh, sort of what's called a CEO summary, which is a piece of paper at the front, which is emotionally um, how I feel. So like, here's how I think the business is going. Here's where I think we are. Uh, here's where I think we're struggling. Here's where I think we're strong. And here's what's in my like top of mind for me right now. Then what we do as a board is we then run into actions. So uh, we have a list of actions from the previous board meeting. So we have uh, Alison who runs our accounts sit in on our board meetings, who she doesn't say a word, uh, but she basically, every time we agree an action, which might be, uh, all right, 
Nick. Uh, Nick says, Adam, what you need to do is you need to get three uh, new hires for this role interviewed in the next four weeks and we want to see their CVs. And we go, and then he'll go, Alison, can you make that as an action? And then Alison will go, okay, three new hires for this role within three weeks for the next board meeting. So Alison will go away, write that on a note. So then after the board meeting, she circulates what's called minutes, which is here's the things we spoke about, here's the actions that were agreed and everyone's initials next to the actions. Mm. Here's what I learned. All the actions don't need to be yours. As in you don't go in and everyone gives you loads of shit to do. Doesn't work like that. If you've got a good board, what I'm only just learning, and people are listening to this and go, that's fucking obvious. What I'm only just learning is they're there technically to help you. They've invested in you. They're giving up their time. So there's people in that meeting that are going to be great at networking. They're going to be great at industry. They're going to be great at marketing. And you need to lean on them just as much as they want stuff back from you. So that's the thing I'm getting better at now, which is actually uh, we need to do three new deals in this space. And Nick, I know you've got relationships Mm. in this space. Do me four introductions. Cool. Put that down as an action. Nick needs to do four introductions. Write his initials next to it. That's the stuff we've only just started to do as a business. And I think... This is the the move that we're going through right now in terms of feeling like I'm just reporting homework. Here's what I've done, guys. What do you think? Um, Because that's just a waste of everyone's time. They could read the deck that I sent them and know exactly where we are. But to be honest, for the first 18 months, it was basically just here's the deck and I'm going to walk you through it. Mm -hmm. Massive waste of everyone's time. It got me very frustrated because I came out with like, I've got these things that I wanted to get to the bottom of uh, and I haven't. And it just, it led to a very awkward, fairly... um, confrontational meetings mm. because it's clear that they want to talk about other stuff and think about the stuff moving forward I want to but no one's really doing it mm. so we're all going in there with like okay Adam's just going to come in and report the things that he sent us in a deck and he's going to come and do that next month and it kind of felt like a waste of everybody's time it's it's interesting that no one in the room was like was it you that figured out that hang about we can we I can get something out of these guys around the table. We can work together. We can actually come away with goals and and get stuff out of it. Or, or was it someone else in the room that figured it out? Because it's, it's interesting that it was a room full of people and everyone was essentially spinning the wheels. Because obviously you, I could I remember you coming back many times, like say feeling frustrated because it's just like you go in report lots of questions, not many answers, and then you just come up, come away feeling deflated. Yep, but. Surely there's enough smart people in the room. Has no, did no one kind of figure that out sooner or? Yeah, so here's what I think that happened is they, I know they respect me as a founder because mm. I'm a really good operator. Like I get stuff done. And I think part of me is like, they, they're just waiting for me to sort of lean on them a little bit. Because they're like, he's smart enough. If he needs help, he'll ask okay. for it. I didn't know I was allowed mm. to ask for it. So there was that. And the only real reason we came to this, actually, shit, we need to change how we do these things. How this board meeting takes place needs to change. The only reason that happened is because it got extremely confrontational. Because I'd be saying stuff like, we're doing this, this, and this. And then someone would be like, well, why haven't you tried this? I'd be like, well, we have tried that. They'd be like, well, I don't know about that. Mm. I'd be like, well, if you read the pack, you would have known. A-. And it got very, like, just, like, just argumentative. And I'm like, this isn't healthy for everyone. So sort of, I then put a board pack together and then scrapped the whole fucking thing. And then I went in with an agenda of board meetings aren't working for me. And here's why. And just putting cards on the table and being extremely honest. Mm. And just saying, guys, I'm a first time founder. I think, and I don't know whether I'm right or wrong, but I feel like I should be coming away from these with uh, sort of a, a nudge along the line of solving big problems in the business compared to just reporting. And they're all like, oh, that's obvious. That's what we should be doing. I'm like, okay. 
So can we please just change how we operate our board meetings? So now what we do, uh, we still have the same board packing agenda. Uh, all the stuff is there for them to read and check the reports. Mm -hmm. But then what I do is I pick areas of the business where we've got a core focus and then basically put in big bullet points, here's the big problem that I've got right now. So it's less of me talking about graphs and data on a slide and more of here's the thing that I need to fix. Yep. Can we all have a discussion of how to do it? Let's debate. And it still gets confrontational, but in a positive way, like we've got a core value as a business, like communicate with candor and embrace conflict. And I live that. Uh, in the team, we need to live it more. In a boardroom, I live it every time. So it's like going in, let's get some stuff done, let's disagree, let's agree, let's use all our brains and let's come to an outcome. That's the stuff that we're doing more of now. I think as a first time founder, it's really easy to slip into becoming a yes man in a board meeting mm. or yes woman in a board meeting because you've taken money off someone uh, and you think they're all right. But here's the truth. And if our board or our VCs or whatever listen to this, it's the fucking truth. They are not entrepreneurs. My board, majority of them have not started a business from scratch. So my problems are a little bit unique because it's young company problems. They can give advice, but that doesn't mean you have to take it. I know my business inside out. They don't know it the way that I do. They know it for two hours a month and the odd phone call. So what you have to do as a founder is poise the question in a way that they can, they can give you their insight, mm. take it in, make sense of it, and then you need to work out, is this right or wrong for the business? And, and then if it isn't, explain why. This isn't right because of X. We've done this in the past. We did this three weeks ago. And as long as you can convey, I value your opinion, but here's why that isn't going to be the solution. We need to move on and find another solution. That's something that a good founder CEO needs to get good at of managing their board. Talking about managing their board, one thing that you've got to get good at is understanding every single person around that boardroom, what their motivations are. Because they're not all aligned. They never are. Some people are putting money in on a certain time frame. They want money out within three years, as an example. Some people are saying, listen, I'm just going to bet on you, Adam. And wherever you take this, I'm in for the journey. Those you would, you would hope it was the latter for everyone, but obviously it's interesting to see. VCs it's interesting can't to hear that, that they've got conflicting agendas in, yeah. in the room. VCs can't do that. If you imagine a VC, they've got a pot of money. Let's say they raise 20 million quid and they go, okay, in mm. the first five years, yeah. we're going to deploy that 20 million into startups. The next five years, we're going to manage those startups to a point we get an exit because that's not their money. Yeah. They're, just a, they're just a business using other people's money. So they've got thousands of investors or hundreds of investors of wealthy people that have all put 100K and 20K in a pot and a VC, what they're basically doing is distributing that money for lots of other people. So they have people that they're accountable to, which is why I actually appreciate they've got a bloody hard job because they're betting on startups and nine out of 10 of them are going to fail. And the ones that are looking like they're going to win, they need to press them as hard as possible to get a return. They need 10, 20, 30, 40 X return, which means if they value your business at a million quid when they put money in, which is what ours was at three years ago, they need us to sell for like 10, 20, 30 million quid to get the return they need. Gulp. <laughs> to get the return they need to basically offset the losses mm. on the other side. So being a VC is hard. I get that. But this is why as a, as a founder and a VC, making sure you're super aligned from day one is so crucial. That's a mistake that I made in the past mm. uh, because at, the, at that point in time, we needed cash to grow the business. Uh, and we can go into all that another show. Anything else on Philip's questions around uh, he just meetings? He finishes off, um, he says how they left. I guess the goal, is, <laughs> the goal is now you've got actions that everyone needs to action the difference before is, the next meeting. Yes. Is, yeah. it, is everything, is the deadline always before the next meeting or is it not, or do you try, 
I guess with things like connections and, and things like that, it's ASAP. Yep. So, so when it comes to how they're left, so for the first 12 to 18 months, it just resulted in me having a very long list of things to do. Now we have a short list of things to do, and it's not just me, because I've got better at understanding the boards there to add value to me. Mm. So I give responsibilities and actions to other people. I think there's always a little bit of frustration but I think that's always going to happen because people have, as I just mentioned, people have different expectations of what they need out of the business. What I do recommend people to do is not have every conversation within the boardroom. And what I mean by this is if you know in two months time that you're going to want to raise a round of investment or you know that you want to make a significant hire or fire in the business and you think there's someone on your board that is going to strongly disagree with that, whether it's raising money, hiring, firing, uh, strategy around where you're going to focus your energy for the next 12, 18 months. If you think there's someone that's going to strongly disagree, don't have that first conversation in the boardroom. And this is something that I never used to do and this is something that I need to get better at. And it's not about being fucking sneaky because what happens in a boardroom is people want to stand their ground and show that they are smart and mm. they want to voice what they believe in, which means it gets confrontational very quickly. Whereas if I know, and we'll use Nick's name again, if I know that me and Nick are going to disagree on something in the boardroom, but he doesn't have all the knowledge that I need him to to make a sensible decision, a rational decision for the for the actual company, what I don't want to do is go in and he has a small amount of data and then he makes an emotional decision and wants to stand true to what he believes. What I want to do is arm him with all the information he needs to do to make a smart decision. Because if that's the case, I'll listen. Because if it's in a boardroom and I feel like it's an emotional, no, 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 this isn't what we agreed six months ago. I don't listen to that because it's not rational. What I need is him to make an, a rational decision based on data. So what I then do is I go to him before the board meeting. I go, Nick, cool. Here's where my head's at. Here's what I'm struggling with. And here's what I want to do. I'm going to bring this up in the next board meeting. What are your thoughts? And he'll be like, don't agree. I'm like, cool. Can I just share with you some more information about why I've got to this decision? Cool. Then we'll go through it with him. And I might turn him. I might, he might be like, actually, I get your point. I'm like, cool. This is really important to me. If I bring this up in the board meeting and without speaking to you, you would have said no. And I don't want everyone to be in the same boat. So what are the key things here that you think sort of helped mm. you get on board? Yeah. And then I basically do that. And then I go and speak to other board members. And say, Nick didn't agree with this first, but show them this data. Where do you sit with it now? So when you actually get into the boardroom, you're not spending two hours debating something. You go into the boardroom and say, guys, I spoke to everyone individually. Here's what I wanted to do. I understand I've got everyone's agreement. Can we just agree on this right now? Yep, cool, done. And then you move on. That is all about mm. being a really good founder CEO and managing your board uh, because your job as a founder is to take the business on the vision that you believe in. And imagine it like a train. Like every time there's a board meeting, everyone's standing on the platform. And your job is to make sure that by the end of the board meeting, everyone's on your train going in the same direction because you're going to waste so much time, so much energy trying to pull everyone on that train in between those meetings if they disagree with mm. you that it's going to be, become frustrating you'll become demotivated and you'll start to feel like you don't run your own business which is where I've been in the last two years for a couple of months I was like I don't feel like I run my own business right now but that was down to me so make sure you come out of a board meeting feeling like everyone is on the same train if there's a stone left unturned and you feel like actually guys we're at the end of the time today but I feel like we haven't got this this solved and it's like with you John I don't feel like we were on the same page with this. Can we spend some time together before the next board meeting to make sure that we're aligned? That's the stuff that I'm starting to do now, which I think is super important. Philip, has that answered all his questions? Uh, yeah, more or less. What was anything else? Uh, I was just going to wrap it up actually with, um, so he, he just finishes by saying, we run board meetings, but I find that we tend to talk too much on the issues rather than really discussing the solutions. But from what you've been saying, 
I think that what you're what your what the change in your approach has been is you're asking questions to the to the board to uh, to focus on solutions rather than the issues themselves like rather than saying here's the issue let's just, just chat about it and it's like why is it a problem and things like that he's if he goes in knowing what the issues are and then flips it on its head and then asks the board how can we solve it whether it's can we make connections whatever it may be then you're taking you redirecting the focus from the issue to the solution yeah so my advice to philip specifically on that to help him and his business is if the first time they know about an issue in the board meeting is in the board meeting hmm. then change that because it's hard for someone to understand an issue and get their head around it to the point they can give you a sensible answer so my advice to philip right now would be on a friday every friday before he wraps up and shuts his laptop and goes home send an email to your board and just be like hey guys Here's an update of the week. Two bullets. Here's something that I'm struggling with right now. It's going to be on the agenda. The following week, give them more of an update on that. So you're basically giving them all the pieces to the jigsaw over the three, four weeks between board meetings. When you go in, you go, cool guys, you know the problem that I've had with uh, that client. There are a large percentage of our business. Here's what they're concerned with. What has everyone got to say about it? Let's get to the answer. I need a solution. Hmm. Whereas what you would spend your time doing is spending two hours explaining the problem and then everyone's going to make a very quick jerk decision and say, mm. do this without all the data behind it. Educate them. Nothing should be a surprise in the board meeting. Everything should be about what's the problem. We already know about it. Go into the board meeting, solve it. Cool. Hopefully, Philip, that answers your question. Guys, if you have a question like Philip, you can send it in just like he did to questions at startupdiary.club. I have a challenge for you guys. If you are interested in firing a question, and I apologize. I don't know why I want to apologize now because I feel like I'm about to cough again. Apologies for the ropey voice on the show, so but hopefully you've notes. enjoyed the content. You've got some edits to do. If you have a better voice than mine, download the Anchor app. We are dying to get some voice listener questions on the show. It's super simple. Find Startup Diary. You can send us a minute's worth of questions. Ping it in. We'll drop it on the show. Thank you so much for keeping us in the top 50 business shows in the world. It blows our mind. We were number 14 the other day, and that's purely down to you guys sharing the show, liking the show. And if you haven't yet gone and left us that review, it would mean the world. We are nine reviews away from 150 reviews. Guys, go and leave that review. We'll read it out on a future show. Thank you for being an awesome listener of the podcast, and we will catch you next time. (laughs) 